Here comes the sun. Here comes the Gus? sun. Here comes the sun. <laughs> Yesenia? Here comes the sun. Fantastic. Genie. Here comes the sun. Folks, you Exclamation know, point. Exclamation point. You know what that tune means in these lovely voices. Uh, it is just a little bit past four o'clock, and you are tuned into Katie and K's Everything Under the Sun, the Soprah Sun's weekly radio program right here for, on the best radio station this side of the Mississippi and perhaps the whole world. <laughs> I'm your host, James Steinler, along with my co-host... Gus Richardson. All right, and another <laughs> co-host joining us. Yesenia Benavides. Yesenia Benavides. Thank you for being here, Yesenia and Jeannie. Jeannie Soldern. Jeannie Soldern, the one and only. Um, and we also have a special show for you today. We have uh, we have a couple members from the Carbondale Bike Project in studio um, and one on the phone to talk about to give us an update about the Carbondale Pike Project and uh, search for someone else to take it into its next uh, endeavor, its next um, chapter. Uh, so welcome, Valerie. And uh, Valerie, uh, would you introduce yourselves and um, tell us what your role is with the Carbondale Bike Project? Sure. Uh, Valerie Gilliam, and I am the volunteer secretary, grant writer, bookkeeper, phone answerer, email person for the Carbondale Bike Project. I got involved um, because my husband was working there in the shop, and I saw a need for someone to do the administrative tasks, so that's what I'm doing. Fantastic. Well, thank you for doing that and for taking on uh, that job. It's so very important, and like we were talking about before the uh, show started today, it's much better than seeing bikes going to the landfills, having them repurposed and reused and given back to the community. Um, for listeners, uh, for an article by none other than Jeannie Soldern, turn to page five of this week's Oprah Sun. There's a fresh issue at a, news sand, a yellow newspaper stand nearest to you. Uh, we should also have on the line uh, Steve. Um, and remind me of Steve your Steve Novi. Steve Novi. Uh, <laughs> are you there, Steve? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Wonderful. So thank you so much, Steve, for joining us. Um, I think. Uh, Jeannie might have a question or actually Steve if you could introduce yourself even though we've tell, told the listeners your name but tell us how you came uh, to be acquainted or work with the Carbondale Bike Project I've gotten involved with the Carbondale Bike Project from uh, the very beginning when it was being done as a very small operation in the basement of uh, Aloha uh, the, the local bike shop and uh, a friend of Aaron Taylor's who was the uh, the founder of Carbondale Bike Project, and I am on the advisory board currently. I've been doing this for a little over a year and um, enjoying helping out and uh, figuring out what the what the future is for Bike Project. It's been really great for me, and I'd love to see it continue, uh, and, it, and it's been just amazing for the community. Fantastic. Um, for uh, for our listeners and for those unfamiliar with Carbondale Bike Project, although I don't think there are too many in Carbondale, uh, can you kind of tell us uh, what it is, uh, Valerie and Steve, if you'd like to chime in? But let's start with Valerie. Repeat your question. What is the Carbondale Bike Project? <laughs> the, the Carbondale Bike Project, uh, we're under the fiscal sponsorship of the Third Street Center. Since Aaron Taylor founded the Carbondale Bike Project, he left a couple of years ago. 
And uh, so we went under the fiscal sponsorship of the Third Street Center. And we have a little bike shop there. People can come in and work on their own bikes. In fact, that's what we encourage is for people to work on their own bikes. We have mechanics on duty that can help people with their bikes. If someone comes in and needs a bike repair and they can't do it themselves, um, our volunteers usually will help someone fix their own bike. Uh, So that's part of what we do. People come into the shop on a regular basis. But also we take bike donations from the community and we try to keep them out of the landfill. We have donated over 300 bikes to Bikes for Humanities, which is a front-range nonprofit that ships the bikes to Africa. We've donated refurbished bikes to La Plaza, which was formerly uh, Child and Migrant Services in Palisade, and the bikes are used as commuter bikes for the field workers, so they don't have to walk to the fields. Um, We also take in abandoned bikes from the police department. Uh, So that's kind of what we do in a nutshell. Fantastic. So giving all bikes a purpose. Yes. (laughs) And and your reach is so far. Because uh, you're yeah. even serving people, um, and I'm sorry, what was the organ- organization that works with uh, people in Africa? It's called Bikes for Humanity. Bikes for Humanity. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's on the front range, okay. and they have a really nice website that explains exactly what they do. But the bikes are shipped to Africa in containers, and then the containers become bike shops themselves. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? That's very neat. Yeah, yeah so a lot of the bikes that people from Carbondale donate end up in Africa. But it's nice to keep uh, bikes out of the landfill. Is there any reason why you've like targeted Africa specifically? Um, like, has there has there been like a desire for that in the past? That is a very good question. I believe that that started under the leadership of Aaron Taylor, um, the person in from Bikes uh, for Humanity, contacted Aaron and asked for bikes and. That's how we got involved. I don't know the history of it, um, but I, I think it's cool. I was there the, for the last pickup out of the rafty yard because we had so many bikes stored there. So it, it was a, it's a cool thing. Uh, Steve, I know that you're on the advisory board. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you said you've been involved for about a year with that. Can you talk about your own experiences uh, either as a, a client of the shop or um, your experiences on the board? Yes, I am certainly a client of the bike project. I uh, love to go in there and uh, find bikes that have been refurbished that I can either uh, get for my kids or my friends' kids or for whomever it might be because usually I know people that need a town bike or a bike that's not terribly expensive that they can uh, ride around and not be too worried about, you know, you don't want to take your very expensive mountain bike and go lock it up around town because it could get stolen. So it's a much better idea to get a, an inexpensive bike from Bike Project and use that around town. And so uh, I've done that quite a bit. And um, unfortunately, my son gets his bike stolen in, in uh, Boulder. Uh, Boulder's just the worst. So I keep coming back and getting a new, very inexpensive bike that uh, you know, we don't worry about it that much um, any longer. But um, I also have donated a lot of parts to Bike Project over the years. And I've found that that's a really good way for me to 
clean out my garage, and it's much easier than trying to sell those parts, which are hard to price and hard to sell. And uh, you get a tax write-off. So it's a, it's a great thing. Uh, helps me clean out my garage and, and allows uh, Bike Project to have a, an, an amazing stock of parts for repairs. And uh, so I'll go in there and I'll, I'll look for parts and uh, see if I can find what I need. And usually uh, you can find what you need. It's amazing how much they have there and it's amazing how well it's organized. Um, and then on the advisory board, we've been working on all sorts of exciting things from uh, uh, getting grants in to help pay for a coordinator position to starting a new program that's called a helmet for every head where we have helmets available for anyone and everyone and um, everyone that needs one goes out the door with a brand new helmet and uh, this is uh, also uh, something that Aloha Mountain Cyclery has done with us and my firm Greenline Architects uh, together we sponsored this program and and we're just wanting to make sure that if people are going to ride bikes around town, that they have a helmet. Yeah, that, you know, that is one of the things when I did this article and I talked with Aaron and uh, Jim Givens, uh, Valerie's husband and Valerie, is the camaraderie between even the, you know, businesses like Aloha, uh, Basalt Bike and Ski. They will refer people uh, to the Carbondale Bike Project. Um, which I think is, is, that's pretty cool that, uh, you know, it's not a competitive kind of thing. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Definitely. And, you know, it's, it's very sensitive. We're sensitive to this because we don't want to compete with the local bike shops. It's already a, a tough business to run and, and we want to see them succeed. So, uh, when we thought of this idea for a helmet for every head, we wanted to make sure that we weren't buying and, and, and distributing helmets that would be competing with the bike shops. And so we went directly to Nick DeGrosse at Aloha, and he helped us get the helmets that he knew would be good for us that, you know, he doesn't necessarily sell anyway, but they're perfectly good helmets. So we're kind of being, being very careful about that and making sure that uh, we don't uh, move into the, the retail territory. And then on the other hand, it's very interesting to find out that Bike technology has come so far that if you take one of your favorite old mountain bikes or road bikes that has a front derailleur on it to a local bike shop, about 95% of the time they're going to say, we don't work on those any longer. So here we are with Bike Project, and we've got tons of front derailleurs, and it's the one place you can go to find one or to work on one. And so, it, you know, I believe it's really important to preserve the the bikes that we have and, and use the embodied energy that's in those bikes and get them back on the, on the road or on the trail or on the bike path. And um, so that's, a, that's one way that that happens. It, and just, you know, want to see that continue to happen where we, we don't just throw these things out. You know, we don't leave them out in the rain and the snow, that we take care of them and we use them to commute if we can and uh, just spend a little bit more time on the bike. Excellent. You want to add anything to that, Valerie? No. <laughs> you sent, does Yesenia have a question here? Uh, we're still getting around to that. Okay. I do. I do want to uh, jump in just real quick about uh, just this 
It sounds like there's been kind of a relationship with Aloha Mountain Cyclery, and uh, because after Aaron Taylor again, and shout out to Aaron Taylor, the founder of the Carbondale Bike Project, formerly known as also the Bonedale Bike Project, um, mm-hmm. who brought his interests after going to university, as I yeah. understand it, um, yeah. and then opening the car or the Bonedale Bike Project in his garage, moving into Aloha Cyclery. So it sounds like uh, has there been a part partnership there with Aloha? Uh, is it someone that's unspoken now? Do you communicate with the other bike shops? Yeah, go ahead, Valerie. We communicate. Or oh, safe. go ahead, Valerie. Yeah, you can uh, take this one. Nick DeGrosse is on our advisory board. Okay. And uh, yes, Carbondale Bike Project was located in Aloha Mountain Cyclery for a few years. And so there's a connection there. My husband worked at Aloha, and that's his connection to Carbondale Bike Project. So yes, we have a great relationship with Aloha, and uh, Nick is very supportive of what we're doing. And we buy parts from Aloha. Okay. Sometimes uh, he makes huge donations of parts, or if he can't find a part that he needs to repair a bicycle, he'll come into the bike project. That's fantastic. Um, and uh, I just since we are at about a halfway through this show, for our listeners, you are tuned into Everything Under the Sun, the Sopra Sun's weekly radio program right here on KDNK. And we are speaking with Valerie Gilliam and Steve Novi of the Carbondale Bike Project. Valerie uh, and her husband, Jim, have been um, faithfully at the helm of the Carbondale Bike Project for how long now? I think it's been a couple of years. A couple of years. And you took over for Aaron Taylor after he left in 2021, I think. No, it was 2022. 2022, excuse me. Yes. Yes. And uh, so Jim took over as the shop manager. Um, And then since I live with Jim, I noticed the need for administrative work to be done at the Carbondale Bike Project. So in the fall of 2022, um, I decided that the advisory board needed to have regular meetings so I put together agendas and we started having regular meetings and I write the minutes for those meetings and then I decided we needed to have better bookkeeping so I've taken over the books and that just happened in the last couple of months Um, so yeah and the Carbondale Bike Project would not exist without all of its volunteers that come in and run the shop on a regular basis. We have uh, several volunteers that have dedicated time to the Carbondale Bike Project. Tom Grady is one. He's a retired Pitkin County deputy, and he comes in every Tuesday and wants to see the bike project stay open year-round. Mike Kalau comes in every Sunday and keeps the shop open noon to 6. So So there are a lot of dedicated people who are solely there just based off uh, providing their use uh, without compensation, but as volunteers. Yes, and we also have a lot of other people that help out that don't necessarily come into the shop to work on bikes. But, uh, for instance, Valley Lids gave us these shirts at cost. Uh, I'm wearing wearing a Carbondale Bike Project uh, shirt, T-shirt. Very cool. Kathy Hall from the Picking County Landfill has accepted a lot of our old tires and um, tubes. Also, 
Uh, Jim Githens, of course, the shop manager, has been loyal and committed to the Carbondale Bike Project because of Aaron Taylor. And that design on your T-shirt, who did that design? So Olivia Pevick actually did the artwork for our logo, and I'm so proud of it because it's people holding together a wheel. And they're, yep. The people are spokes. Um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I really like the logo. I'm proud of it. Those are our spokes people. <laughs> oh, no pun intended there, Steve. I love it. Yeah, um, cool. And Valerie, have you always have you always been a biker, or um, what gravitated you, and it sounds like it was Jim as well, to the Carbondale Bike Project? Well, back in 1998, um, I used to commute up to Aspen to work, and in 1998, <clears throat> I um, got a job in Carbondale, and I started spinning at the Mid-Valley Athletic Club. Okay. And so then I really fell in love with biking once I gained the fitness. Um, And I'm now a spin instructor, and I have been for over 20 years. So that's how I got involved in cycling. And I like to road bike, mountain bike. Um, I like to tour. And my new sport is going to be gravel biking, I think, since that's very popular. Nice. Gravel biking. Yeah. What is that? It's just, it's like riding dirt roads on a bike that has a little bit wider tire than okay. a road bike and the geometry is a little different okay i do re- i i didn't remember this when i did the interview with you but i remember taking a couple of spin classes from you you did yes with my brother and sister <laughs> with your brother james gilliam yes. who was also an instructor at the uh carbondale rec center that's correct yeah i love i need to get back into spin classes i still anyway. teach them tuesdays and thursdays seven thirty a.m it's great you especially go. you know i'm not I'm not one of those brave individuals that wants to try winter biking, so it's a great way to get exercise in the winter. I don't blame you for that. Yeah. It's too cold mm-hmm. on my knuckles. I love biking, <laughs> to sum it up. I even have a okay. fat bike I ride in the winter. Okay, fantastic. Very cool. Um, and have you yourself, I imagine you utilize the shop for your bikes. Um, have you put together any of your own bikes, uh, Steve or uh, Valerie? Let's start with Valerie. Well, that is the beauty of being married to Jim Giffins because he's a bike mechanic, and I have never touched one of my bikes. He does it all. I I haven't even changed a tire. Fantastic. And Steve, I think you said you've gotten in there. Um, Have you put together any bikes uh, from scratch? Yes. uh, It's it's a little time-consuming, so you've got to find time to do this, but it's a great thing to do when you can. So what I have is I have several bikes in different stages of being put back together so uh, some are rideable some are not but that's kind of the fun thing about it is that you you have these projects and you work on them whenever you have a little time and then sometimes you're work- looking for an odd part uh some component on the bike and and then once you find that you know you can move forward on the project so yeah it's uh, it's been great to, to take advantage of that and uh, we find that uh it's it's uh, it's really gratifying, I would say. That's the, the the thing is learning how to do some of these things yourself, and being able to go in there and get a little bit of instruction, so you're not too stressed out that you're going to break something or do something wrong. Uh, and then and then you walk out of there and you've done the work yourself and you've saved a little money and and, and it's just that, that bike means that much more to you since you know how to pull it apart and put it back together. 
I would like to get into a little bit of uh, another impetus for this article is that the Carbondale Bike Project, of course, like so many other um, uh, nonprofits or uh, um, organizations that are trying to better the community, rely on funding and leadership. Um, Valerie, can you kind of give us some insight of where Carbondale Bike Project is now um, and what its needs might be from the community? Well, um, since Aaron left, Aaron had another job working for the Way of Compassion plus the bike project, and I don't really know what his income stream was, but when he left, the advisory board, Jim and myself, all agreed that we needed to be able to have enough money to pay someone to take over the bike project, and we were really looking for someone um, to be part-time and grow the bike project, figure out income streams through grants, um, educational opportunities through the schools. We also sell bikes, make money that way to help pay the rent. So we were hoping to get a part-time person that could kind of take that over. And I have written, I don't know how many grants now, probably at least five. And the only one that we have received was from the town of Carbondale, which was um, a small grant. And the other grants, um, we have not gotten any funds from anywhere. So I thought we had, we had asked for a rather large grant, um, and we thought that we might get that grant and would be enough money to hire someone and pay them a decent salary. But that grant did not come through. So we decided that we needed to pivot and figure out some, a different way to keep the bike project going. And I thought perhaps that there is somebody out there that would be interested in taking it over and figuring out how to make it, uh, how to make money at the Carbondale Bike Project. It's already set up. We have a shop. We have infrastructure. We have tools. We have inventory. We have um, an advisory board. So if someone was interested in stepping up and uh, helping us figure it out, that's kind of that's where I'm coming from. And again, uh, you said that the because this ser- certainly is a community service at the Carbondale Bike Project. Uh, there's an, you've given bikes away as well, not just in other countries, but also locally. Yes. So some of the refurbished bikes are a lot of the refurbished bikes are actually sold to people in our community. We do that quite a bit, and we try to price the bikes uh, to keep them affordable. And if someone can't afford it, we just accept whatever they can afford. So, yes, we're trying to keep bikes in the local community, too, the underserved community as well. And for clarification, the Carbondale Bike Project is under the umbrella of um, the Way of Compassion? No, it's under the 3rd Street Center now. That was when it was Aaron Taylor had Way of Compassion, and it was under their umbrella, but now it's 3rd Street Center. Okay, so... um, are They're you the able, fiscal sponsor. The fiscal yes. sponsor. Yeah. So donations, are people able to donate to the Carbondale Bike Project specifically? Yes. Um, we have a checking account at Alpine Bank, and uh, we have a donation button on our website. Okay. We have Venmo. We have PayPal. Um, and checks are always great. Wonderful. Yesenia, were you going to ask something about uh, bikes from other parts of the world? Or? Sorry. Yes. Um, I catch that you say that you guys send bi- oh, 
that you guys send bikes somewhere else in the world um, to help out, I think, the Army. What was that exactly? Do I'm sorry, I didn't understand your question. Um, well, so... I think we had asked about... Uh, so there, you send bikes over to Africa, but were there... Um, other countries where the bikes were going. I know we have given some bikes to a gentleman who takes bikes to Mexico. Okay. That's happened two or three times. Uh, Jim would know better than I, I know about that. Um, but we have sent bikes to Mexico and to Africa and then to Palisade, Palisade. which is not a foreign country, but right. <laughs> um, outside, of our, commu- outside of our right. community. But other than that, um, those are the only two countries, yeah. Africa and Mexico, that I'm aware of. Fantastic. Cool. Do you ever get any um, feedback from where you send the bikes? Um, well, Bikes for Humanity is very appreciative. Mm-hmm. And actually, Jim was given uh, an award this year from um, the place in Palisade, Volunteer of the Year, for donating the bikes to La Plaza in Palisade. Nice. Has your program gotten awards before, or is this your first time? As uh, well, I don't know. I can't speak to when Aaron Taylor was running it, but since uh, Jim and I have been there, and since Jim has been there, as far as I know, that's the first award. That's so exciting. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. We only have uh, about two minutes left, so I would like to get in any additional information from Valerie or from Steve. Uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, Valerie. Uh, I just want to reiterate that Carbondale Bike Project doesn't exist without its volunteers, so a shout-out to every single person who donates their time or money um, to Carbondale Bike Project. And I'd say also like to add a shout-out to Jim Givens, um, who's, who may be listening at home, we hope. Um, uh, Valerie's husband, yes, because he's taken a lion's share of the work to make sure that the shop stays open and That's has volunteers. True. He's working there now, so maybe they have oh. the radio on in the shop. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and then, Valerie, real quick, just as a follow-up, uh, we only have one minute left. Um, can people find information about um, this uh, position on your website at Carbondale Bike Project, or where should they go for that? We haven't actually listed a position. We're kind of reluctant to do that since we don't have the money to pay somebody right now. Um, But if somebody has questions, they can send an email, give a call. The phone number is listed in the uh, article today. Or send send an email, look at the website, or give a call, and I can answer any questions. And we do have a job description written up. We just don't have it published. Fantastic. And, Steve, I'm sorry uh, to cut you off, my friend, but we only have 30 seconds left, and I want to direct people. You can go to uh, CarbondaleBikeProject.org to find out more or make a donation. Uh, Also, again, as Valerie said in the article, you could find CarbondaleBikeProject at gmail.com or uh, the phone number 970-505-8434 to find out more information about this job. Thank you so much, or potential job. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Steve.